<laughs> Just trying to think of how to start always. Okay. <laughs> Just so weird starting it. Yeah, I think starting is the weird part. Yeah, because I have to do the weird like introduction. Hello and welcome to Film Couch. Uh, <laughs> it makes me nervous. It's just this one part. All right, we can get through it, man. Hello and welcome to Film Couch. I'm Joe and I'm joined as always by Nicola. Hey, what's up everyone? So we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, We watched it together how many days ago? Two? Three? Uh, Last Thursday, right? Last Thursday, yeah. today's Sunday. So yeah, about three days ago. Um, it was our second time watching it. We watched it independently before that. And the first time I watched it, I told you it was the best film I've ever watched. <laughs> and I know I always do that. I always say it's the best ever. But um, I think it really is one of the best films I've ever watched. <laughs> the novelty maybe wore off a little bit. Um, so... Overall, I think it was amazing. What did you think? I thought it was great too, man. <laughs> Maybe we're not using the same adjectives, but uh, but I thought—I mean, no—I thought it was amazing. I thought it was just a uh, a great. I mean, yeah, just like very few you see movies like this. I think in in, in your case, um, you hadn't really read or heard many much about the movie before, so you, I guess maybe the surprise. Um, I mean. You didn't go in with expectations, is yeah. what I mean to say. So that's maybe why it had such an impact, I think. Yeah. I went with high expectations, and, and they, they were met, but uh, maybe that was a difference. In- I had kind of high expectations, because you told me it was A24. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think I've seen anything by the director before, though. Who's, who's the director? What's he done before? He did one thing? Uh, they did one movie, which is called uh, Swiss Army Man, which I haven't seen either. Uh, but I always heard it was good. Is that the one with Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Ah, yeah, you told me about that the other day. Is that the one where Daniel Radcliffe is a horse or not? <laughs> no. No. I don't, think there, I don't think there are any movies where Daniel Radcliffe is a horse. There's a... Come on, then. We gotta keep those meows in, man. Yeah, we'll keep them in. No, there's a... Mo- there's a there was a theater, a, a play, I mean, um, where Daniel Radcliffe either had a horse or like was in love with a horse. And right. He appeared naked in it. And I think that's what people associate him with horses. But no, and Swiss Army Man is one where he just plays a corpse. That sounds easy. Who farts a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's not do that one on this podcast. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I I mean, I had high expectations for it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I had no idea it was going to be this good, Um, especially considering that it's kind of, I don't know if low budget would be the right term. Wasn't 
high budget, was it? It seemed really high budget to me. Yeah, that's that's right. I I actually I haven't even looked up what the budget for this movie was, but uh, I mean, considering it's also eight twenty four, and this is like their second outing as directors, I I really doubt they worked with like you know Marvel movie uh, budget. Yeah, but getting Michelle Yeoh, I think her name is. That's yeah. a pretty good accomplishment. Do you reckon that's where most of their money goes for films like this? Like Hereditary, what was her name? Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Like I bet she was expensive. Um, I mean, they're, they're like, uh, of course, like uh, I mean, Tony Collette and Michelle Yeoh, I think, are, might be like in different categories. Might be hard to compare them, but I mean, they're like veteran actresses. Yeah. Still. Uh, but, um, I still don't think they have like, uh, I mean, they're not charging like Will Smith, you know? Right. Uh, they're, they're probably, yeah, maybe or they might not be charging like. charging Will Smith before. <laughs> <laughs> before Slap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a pre Will Slap, pre Slap Will Smith and post Slap. <laughs> but a 300% difference in pay. <laughs> and who knows, man, maybe post Slap he might be more expensive. True. You really can't say it nowadays. But, um, but no, I mean, Considering like the the like how early into their careers the directors are like not not well known directors when they did those these movies I, I really don't think that the actors really charge that much I mean I'd say maybe at most like a, mi- a couple of million that's not much but I mean that's a lot right what what how expensive can the rest of production be Uh I mean I think like a typical Marvel movie costs. Like anywhere between a hundred and two hundred million dollars. Yeah, but that's Marvel. Yeah, that's Marvel. And I mean, and the the main actors are getting paid like fifteen, ten, even like the the highest ones, maybe I guess like twenty something like that million. So for something like this, I mean, may, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they get paid less than one million. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. And yeah, like, I, I, but what about everything else, like lights and cameras and um. The production and, and editing and all of that stuff. Can that be... Like, I, I, I can't imagine... I don't know. How can that cost millions? I mean, I guess mostly where we'd go would be special effects. From from the little I've read about this movie, it's like a lot of them were done in like a... Um, I mean, very ingenious, practical ways. Where it didn't actually... I mean, where they mix sort of practical with visual effects... Um, oh, and I guess that, that lowered the costs. Yeah. But I mean, they're definitely, again, not working with like a VFX team from like a Marvel movie, you know? Right. Yeah. But I mean, you, you can't really see much of a difference. Well, I guess you can. The Marvel effects are just insane. But I mean, the effects in this film were impressive. Yeah. Um, I guess there weren't that many. Um, do you know that sequence? The the one that I told you when we walked out of the cinema, I loved it. The the little bit where it goes through the frames. So I got it up, and I've got it here on my computer, and um, I can look at it frame by frame. And I went through. Let me turn the volume off. I went through and looked at the. Um, the frames and there are some surprising things so i thought oh wow okay yeah what what did, what did you think about those bits like 
Well, let's before we do this because there's a little sort of game I want to play with it. But before we do this, <laughs> what did you think about like the story and the premise and how realistic do you think it was? Do you think it's possible that there are parallel universes? Do you think it's possible that there are parallel universes? Come on. You may be in grave danger. There's no time to explain. Hold this. It's just not even my field. I couldn't I couldn't I think uh, give an opinion on that. I mean, I can't say outright that I don't think they exist or do exist. It's just uh, I have no idea. I think anything's possible. But I, what I do find find interesting though um, is that in media, especially, or like the idea of multiple or, or, or parallel dimensions or universes is explored heavily in like television, movies, and so on. I mean, we've seen it with, uh, I mean, Marvel's like recently exploring it. And then, in my opinion, they're doing a horrible job. Yeah. Um, and, and they sort of exploited the, the, that idea from, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which did a great job. But the live action movies are not doing a good job with that. Um, and then we saw with like, I mean, uh, Rick and Morty was playing a lot with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Parallel universes. I, I, I don't know if you saw it, but Community, one of the one of the best episodes in that show is one where they play with parallel uh, dimensions as well. Oh, wow. Or alternate uh, uh, outcomes, something like that. Right. But it's an amazing episode, uh, and it also has to deal with this. So I just I just thought I was curious that it's it's something that's popping up a lot in, in, in like popular culture nowadays. Yeah, it is popping up a lot. We've, we've run out of everything else. We have to go into other universes to explore <laughs> yeah. fun things. <laughs> I think it might just be... Because of like a subconsciously pessimistic attitude towards life. So we're like <laughs> reaching for other alternatives. Yeah. As far as hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool, the premise. And, and yeah, the parallel universe thing is like sort of getting saturated. <laughs> I wonder if you put in your coffee down, it made a little drip noise. I wonder if that made it in the, in the recording. <laughs> That was not Joe, by the way, just making that clear. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that in. <laughs> um, but I think um, the way that they did it was really good, especially when it starts. She's sort of, it's like a cracked glass effect when she's between the universes and she's trying to jump back into that one to finish what she's doing when mm -hmm. she can actually go into autopilot. <laughs> And it's just a really, like, that is what you do, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. you'd be like, oh, I'm in another universe. But wait, I was doing something. I need to go back. Yeah. No, wait, I need to continue this one and jump back. And I, we haven't seen much of that, I guess. Much of the sort of, the anxiety of being split between parallel <laughs> universes, which is cool, I think. No, it is. Yeah. I think they, I mean, definitely, at least from, like, those examples that, that I mentioned, this one, like, really went in depth as to how... I guess how a normal person would react at first to those circumstances, right? Yeah. Evelyn, why are you paying attention? I cannot talk now. Unless you can help me with my taxes. What is gross necklaces? I know you have a lot of things on your mind. Um, and I, I loved, uh, his name is K Hui Chuan, I think. Not Quan? Well, he's from Vietnam. And oh. a Q, I know in Mandarin, I don't know what... It is in Vietnamese, if that's a language. Oh, I'm so ignorant. But I know that in uh, 
in Mandarin, it's a ch sound. A Q is a ch sound. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. He, he's amazing. Two guards coming this way. I'm a signal. Try to blend in. Why don't you get your Evelyn to do this? My Evelyn is dead. Go. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! What's going on? Help us! He's fucking great, yeah. yeah. I think uh, if it were not for Michelle, no, I, I think I, I even, I mean, I, I, I even liked his character and his performance more than Michelle Yeoh. I think I did not saying too. anything badly about her because yeah. she was great, but he was like the stand-up for me. Yeah, yeah, she, she was amazing. Like if, if he were, if he weren't in it, I would be saying like how good she was. Yeah, but he just, mm, yeah, I don't want to say outperformed her because they were both amazing, but he really, really impressed me. Especially because he had to switch quickly. Exactly. Personalities. Yeah. Get us as far away from joy as you can. I'll be back. I promise. No, 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 wait. I just... Huh? Joy? No, no. That's Joy's not... here. No, no, no. That's not Joy. Joy? Joy, I'm coming. Okay. Be patient. This is heavy. That scene, like, I cried a few times watching this film the first time. I didn't cry the second time. Uh, maybe because you were next to me and I was like I can't cry <laughs> but the first time I think the part that I cried at the most was when they're in sort of they're in the the lobby area and he sort of breaks down and says you know stop fighting why are we fighting and yeah. we don't know what's going on why can't we just be nice like that part really touched me I know you're all fighting because you're scared and confused. I was just like, yeah, like, this is true. It's like, I'm confused too. true of the world now. People are being horrible to each other and no one knows what's going on and it's such chaos. All day. I don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. Did you cry at any scenes? Uh, I think I, I might have teared up a bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I think, uh, and, and I, I think it's sort of what you were mentioning before, but I think that the great thing about the movie is that the like the whole crazy story to it the whole you know traveling in dimensions and like the absurd uh, different realities that exist and the action sequences i mean all of that is just like a a backdrop to what's really like a very just simple yet touching story which is just you know an immigrant family who an immigrant uh, wife who has uh, like issues with her daughter because of generational differences and, and, yeah. and the fact that, well, she's a lesbian, hard for her to deal with as well because of culture. Shit, how do you say it? Uh, he's my good friend. And also the, her like distancing with her husband. Your brother gets a divorce. Now you think divorce is okay? I don't think it's okay. Uh, and like the regret she's been holding on to because she thinks that she might have had a better life without him. But I mean, that's like the heart of the story. And then the genre pieces are just used like uh, as a backdrop, but it's not like where the focus is on really. Yeah. And I think that's like the movie's strongest uh, like feature. And I guess uh, I feel bad, like, well, I don't feel bad. But <laughs> going back to the Marvel example is like, that's what... A lot of Marvel movies get wrong is because they just focus on the special effects yeah. and like the grandeur of, of like the visual imagery, but they they don't really have any story to them, you know. Aside from a couple of ones which actually do a good job, but the majority are just uh, like empty canvases where they can the producers spill their money to put effects and that's it, you know. Yeah, that's so true. That's such a good 
summary of, of the film and, and why it's great, because that's, that's exactly what it is. It's like this nice touching story in, in the background that you get reminded of throughout. Like in the the rock, when they're both rocks on the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> that part made me cry as well the first time. I think it was the silence in the <laughs> cinema and it's just, ah. Yeah. Oh. When there's silence in the cinema, you just, I don't know, you get emotional and you yeah. want to like, you don't want to make a noise. And if you like throat makes a little uh, noise, <laughs> then you're just going to break down and everyone's going to laugh at you. I don't know. Um, but that part was amazing with the, with the subtitles. I'd like to read what it says in English though, because it was in Spanish when we watched it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder how they translated some of those things. I mean, and how it was in the original English to see if maybe there's like a joke that got lost in translation. Yeah. So, like, going back to the story and, you know, her daughter's a lesbian and, and she's finding it hard to be accepted. One one thing that I like that they did um, was <clears throat> when her mom grabbed her and she was like, right, I'm going to tell my dad, her daughter's granddad, that this is her girlfriend, right? And she said proudly, like, this is her girlfriend. And her daughter was like, oh, you know, fuck off. Like, mm -hmm. don't don't use me and I think she says something directly to her like stop bringing me into your shit mom just, just, just stop so good for you you're figuring your shit out that's great I'm really really happy for you but I, I'm tired I think that's um, a nice thing that people who suffer from this like generational conflict like you said it's something that people often get wrong like they they say the older generations sort of use it and they're proud of it and they say yeah i'm accepting of this stuff and they sort of show it off mm -hmm. especially with their own kids for example when that's not what sort of acceptance is I don't know. It's hard to explain like why I liked that bit, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I just I just think they depicted that relationship so well. Yeah. Um, I I I I guess I don't know. It might be a little harder for me to familiarize because I I never had like. Well, I, I don't have a sister, so I mean, I guess maybe you have a sister, right? Yeah. So I guess it might be easier to sort of. Um, empathize with those relationships in your life but um i thought i just thought it was done done really beautifully uh and i i guess i also have to sing praises to the girl who plays the daughter because I, I thought she did a really really good oh, job yeah, yeah. nothing matters oh, and i've never i mean well i have never heard of her before maybe i don't know if this is like her breakthrough film but i thought she did a really good job yeah. And I'm glad because I read that they were supposed to cast Aquafina in the role. I don't know if you know who Who's she that? is. Um she's like uh she's an actress, comedian that got really famous recently. Um she she was in this movie called Crazy Rich Asians, which also has Michelle Yeoh. All right. Uh but I don't know, I find her to be a little obnoxious to be honest, but I also think it would have sort of been distracting with her in that role. Um, which is uh, like another reason why I thought it was great that they used uh, the uh, Kei Hu Xuan. What happened? Was I raccoon women again? As the role of the of the father, 
um, because it's I don't know. I think we talked about that thing in in another podcast when it's like when you have a lot of like fa- instantly recognizable faces or famous people, it sort of kicks you out of that you know uh, like suspension of disbelief that you're supposed to have when you're watching a movie. You know, you you, you forget that you're watching a, a movie, and that's like the great part about it. But when you're instantly rem- uh, reminded that you're watching a movie because you see. I don't know, Chris Pratt playing the role of like the delivery man. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think I appreciate when they, when they do that as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Kei Hui Chuan. What oh, happened? Butchering his name. So bad. <laughs> but um, I think I was really surprised to find out that he was data from the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he been all this time? I have no idea, man. But I also. I don't know how I looked it up, but I was just I was just looking at the cast and I was like, now let's see what this guy did. And it was like data from the fucking goonies. <laughs> I'm setting booby traps. Booby traps. That's what I said, Sam setting booby traps in case of anybody's following us. Like if we tell us so we can hear them coming. Or the or the little kid from like the third Indiana Jones film? Oh no way. Yeah. I was like, man, he was like eight years old when he did that and now yeah. he's like a I don't know 50 something year old man it's like what, what did he do in the meantime yeah what's he been yeah. doing and especially because he's fucking great yeah. yeah unbelievable he was my my favorite character I think just because of how how nice he was um but yeah I loved I loved them all loved all the characters <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's character <laughs> yes. was uh, pretty good as well to deduct you're also a novelist and a chef. Last time you told me no, that. Please. A teacher. I felt there were a few little, um, I don't know, a few little jabs at sort of um, American culture or maybe more specifically the IRS. There was definitely, mm. um, is that really how the IRS, is, is that the power that they have? <laughs> there you are, Mr. and Mrs. Wang. You have left me no option but to authorize the seizure of your personal and your business assets. Um, Do you think it's an exaggeration, maybe? No, I mean, it's... um, I mean, it is like one of the most uh, devilish institutions in the United States. One of the most feared ones, I think, as well. So, uh, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely like a a very uh, symbolic... uh, um, like institution in the United States, so I guess yeah. I mean, they're parroting it as well, but I, yeah. I, I don't doubt that they uh, that they really like uh, make people like fear it as much as, as they do in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the it, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, the woman who works there. Do you remember the character's name? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Deirdre. Ah, Deidre or Deirdre? Deirdre. I think Deirdre. Deirdre, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She. Um, I think that's a probably a, a quite an accurate representation of the average sort of middle-aged woman that works at the IRS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad saying it, but it was well portrayed. Um, do you know, I actually had a, a run-in with the IRS recently. How was it because of the like YouTube revenues? Yeah, yeah. So they, I got a letter through the door and... It was a tax form from the IRS and it was mostly empty and there were a few little f- filled out bits. And I was like, oh my, what is this? Because I, I pay taxes for the YouTube revenue that I get. Um, and it's like 30% and they change the rules and I'm like, whatever, just take it. I can't be bothered to... It's like 30% of your earnings? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. shit! And they just take it, and and I don't, I don't care. Like I'm happy as as long as some. I don't have to do tax returns and stuff like yeah. that. I can't be bothered with that. Um, and it's it's sort of passive anyway, so whatever. But yeah, I got this letter, so I called them, or um, I tried calling them for a while, and it's hard to get in touch with them. You know, you have to wait on the phone for ages. I think I was waiting for like forty minutes on the phone. Our representatives are still helping other customers. Please continue to hold. And I eventually got through to them and wow, they were so, this one guy I spoke to, I don't know if it represents all of the representatives, but he was so bad, so unfriendly. And, and I don't know, it, 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 it's like he was talking to me like I was an idiot. <laughs> and he was like, um, well, what does the form say? I was like, well, it says this. Well, what do you think? Do you think you need to fill that in or not? What else? Like, well, fucking prick, man. Yeah, I was like, well, that's why I'm calling. That's why I waited on the phone for 40 minutes to talk to someone because I'm not, I'm not an American citizen. This is, I've never talked to anyone from the IRS or whatever. And he was like, ah, okay, well, let me ask you a few questions. And just being really, like, really dickish about it. Um, and yeah, I remember this one thing he said. He said, um, well, you need something like a WB818 form to uh, fill that out. Uh, do you know what one of those is? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and it, it just went in, in the... Oh, uh, W... What's that? Yeah, it's okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, some, some yeah. stupid W9 or 11 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and and, and he said... After I said, I don't, no, I don't know what it is. It was like... Yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I was like, is this am I? Is this the right number? Holy Jeez. shit, dude! This guy's from the Alphaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raccoon Waymond. Waymond, such a cute name. Yeah, is it? I'm curious. Is it like a? Is it like a traditional Chinese name? I don't know because the the way that I heard every time they said it, it was kind of like. Um, they were cutely mispronouncing Raymond with an R. <laughs> <laughs> so every time he said it, it sounded like a, I don't know, so cute, you know? <laughs> oh, is that Alpha Waymond? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cute. I love that guy. I hope he does more films. I want to see, I want to see him like in a leading role, but just that character. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. a Wayman spin-off. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, is there anything else in particular you want to mention about the film that you liked? Uh, what one of the things that, that came to mind, and, and this is something that 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 I sort of noticed in my second viewing when I watched it with you guys. Um, but and again, I love the film, so it's not like anything. It would be like my only, not negative comment, but. Maybe my only criticism, mm -hmm. but it's um, so they play a lot with genres and they play a lot with uh, with like different visual tones and yeah. cues to like um, to complement those genres that they're that they're you know jumping frantically like one from one frame to the next. Yeah, but um, one thing I didn't like that much was that every well. I, I didn't really notice. I guess I would have to like watch it a third time, but very attentively. Um, but when they when when characters go 
or when characters verse jump, mm-hmm. or maybe just some characters, the aspect ratio of the movie changes, of the screen changes. Um, ah, I didn't notice that. Uh, like you get the you get the the black, the black bars, bars on yeah. the top and bottom, and then the, the screen stretches. But um, I didn't really like that that much because I thought it was I thought it wasn't necessary. Like my my favorite shot of the whole movie, which I thought was just done, it was just great. But was the first time. Well, no, it's not the first time you see him, but it's like the the second or third time you see Wayman verse jump, which is uh, when uh, after they leave their first audit meeting with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Michelle Yeoh, she's taking she's with the dad and the husband, and they're going towards the elevator. And they're on the stairs. Oh no! Okay. No, the, the, no, they're they're heading towards the elevator, and then she turns and she sees uh, Deidre, 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 like approaching her. Yeah. She punches her in the face, and then like the husband is like, "I told you to be discreet." And then the security guards come, and that's when the husband, like, while his wife and the dad are like, well, his wife is on the floor, the dad's in the, in the wheelchair, and her husband um, takes out the the chapstick, the chapstick yeah. and starts chewing it. Like after he chews it. The cam it's just like um sort of like um it's just like a medium shot, but just of Waymond. And I forgot what specific like movement the camera does. It wasn't like a Hitchcock zoom. It was just it was just a sort of a weird movement where the background is sort of blurry, I think, but and the camera's I forgot exactly what it was doing. But the guy, you know, does the thing with where he tilts his head his head back and then forward, and that's how you know he's like he's gotten this other personality yeah. attributes. Yeah. And just that, like, again, that camera movement by itself and that shot was, like, perfectly uh, enough to hint that the character verse jumped and got these special powers. And then soon after that, they go into this different aspect ratio. So for for me, again, that switch of aspect ratio was... Um, it was, like, again, that reminder that you're watching a movie... Right, because it's like so a, distracting. Exactly, it was a little distracting. I thought just by the camera movement alone, it would have been like enough. And then right, they do it okay. at a couple of other times in the movie. Um, but um, that that was like my only my that would be my only criticism. I think. What about when they did it for? Um, do you know when they're talking about the past when they're young, when they're like teenagers? Yeah, and it's sort yeah. of sort of square. Then, do you think it works there? Uh, I, I do remember that. Yeah. I I I I didn't have a problem with that part. Yeah, right, okay. I didn't have a problem with how they'd handle those those flashbacks. Aside from the fact that they're also hilarious, because <laughs> <laughs> like they they don't look younger. <laughs> yeah, I mean because of that and just like they, they handle a lot of things with a very comedic effect. You know, like when they when they late when the when Michelle Yeoh's character is born and they're like, "We're sorry, it's a it's a girl." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like that was just it was just hilarious, but. But no, I, I didn't think the the like the square format uh, uh, like had detracted anything from the movie. I think it was the other change of aspect ratios, like from from like normal. I think it's like one eighty eight to like a, a, a an extremely widescreen ratio. I don't know why that to me was just very distracting. Okay, maybe maybe it was very distracting to you because you deal with that stuff kind of at work, don't you? To an extent, um, or you studied it as well. Maybe I guess it could have been. It just uh, I, I think it was just it's more noticeable because right, even okay. when you mentioned that the the flashbacks were in square format, it's like something I'm just realizing now. To be honest with you, now ah, that you're okay. saying it, so that worked. Yeah, that was smooth. Right. Yeah. 
I, it wasn't that distracting for me personally. I think I didn't notice it. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll notice it. But yeah, good point. You, what you said about genre changing as well, mm -hmm. you just reminded me of that that part where she's in Deirdre's in the room and she's like pushing the desks trying to get them, and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like ah, oh, it's like a. Really good horror films. Yeah. Like the tension in that in that scene's really good. It's a bit like Jurassic Park when she's like <laughs> yeah. hiding it in, in, behind the counter. Uh, and it, I don't know, it's like um I feel like I've seen a film and I can't name it, but you know the the story of the Minotaur, right? The Greek yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. I, I it was like that, like I don't know. I felt like um she was like a Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's Percy's and the Minotaur, right? Is it Percy's or maybe not? Perseus, it could be. Or no, it's um the dude whose wings melt. Icarus? Yeah. Isn't it not is it not Icarus? Ah uh, no, I don't or think it's Icarus. It's like Icarus's son or something. Let's let's look at this. Minotaur Icarus. I wish we had like that uh that thing they have in Jeopardy or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where you have like where you have a a, a landline what is it called a, <laughs> yeah, call a friend call or... a friend because I have a cousin who's obsessed with this stuff and uh... I know he's if he was, if he would be hearing me right now he'd be bitching because like man how do you not know I talk about this all the time yeah let's see if we can find it Minotaur Greek story um, you said Perseus right yeah I think it's Minotaur and a labyrinth yeah in the labyrinth Perseus yeah Yeah, you're right. It was Perseus. So if I look up Icarus, nothing comes up. But if I type in Icarus and the Minotaur, it's a thing. I think Icarus was involved. Wait, or was it Theseus? Ah. It was something Eus. <laughs> it, was, it was something Eus, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, the, the genre flicks were really cool. And I think... I don't know because I haven't seen much, like... I haven't seen any really... Um, like Chinese TV but those scenes where she was in her celebrity life her celebrity yeah. mm -hmm. universe um, the shots with her and, and Rich Waymond yeah um, they were, I think I felt those were like uh, sort of like what I've seen and the screenshots that I've seen from uh, Chinese dramas mm-hmm Like romantic, you know, like people are obsessed with now, like Korean dramas as well. Ah, okay. They were very romantic and sort of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like airy. I don't know. Like, uh, like they had these soft filters on them and everything, and and they're just in the bottom corner of the screen, and the rest of the shot is like a, you know, the rain and and the neon sign in the background ah, okay, or something. Gotcha. I don't know. It seems really. It's, it, probably ignorant to say but it just seems really Asian yeah. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they had very specific influences for like each of the for, for this like the significant uh, um, like s separate storylines you know like the one where she's like a famous uh, like f film actress in China I mean well one of them that that is sort of drawing like from her actual like real life experiences because she's a you know like a like a Chinese film royalty, so it's I guess for one it's a little cheeky in that sense, but ah that's true. But you're very right about those scenes. I think I think I don't know if my brother pointed this out, but there's this, well he's a Korean filmmaker, uh, Wong Kar Wai, who has like a 
a string of thing of romantic films, including this fame, very famous one called In, In the Mood for Love. But I think that sort of uh, aesthetic is borrowed from his films. Right. Okay. Because I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, for other sort of storylines, they draw from maybe specific directors or, yeah, or or, or maybe like, um, yeah, like, well, genres overall, like uh, a very specific, uh, like color palette, but also um, like style when directing. Yeah, those scenes. Yeah, I think so. I wonder who who their um, inspiration was for the horror ones as well. Because I think the horror ones were the were the best ones because they just came out of nowhere and they were gripping. And terrifying. Our time here is up. They're gonna kill us. What? Do you think you can give us more time so we can redo all this? Do not worry. This is just the phone of universe we're using for communication. <laughs> you will not worry this time. So Fine. scared of Deirdre. You wanna redo? You're gonna resubmit? I will be in contact soon. I think my other husband's messing up the others. Maybe we uh, we can look at all the receipts again. And... <laughs> But then at the end, you love her because she's just like a lost hot dog finger soul that just wants, <laughs> just wants to play piano with her feet. And... <laughs> yeah, like th- those, those, uh, like those scenes were filmed in a very like romantic sort of like heightened, in like a very heightened dramatic fashion, you know. Yeah. Which I guess added to the to the hilarity because you know they have fucking hot dog fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a good film, and I loved as well. At first, I was a bit like, ah, it's a bit of a cheap sort of concept in this. The the bagel. Mm. Okay, the bagel of, of nihilism, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of, I, it grew on me, this idea of the bagel, because it's just such a random sort of meaningless object, which is the point, kind of. Um, and I, there's a moment in it where it's getting really deep and emotional and it's like, I don't know where she is in the story, but she's in some universe and she's going through whatever. And then you just hear her daughter's voice like, hey, bagel. And then it goes back and yeah, they're back in right. that white yeah, room yeah. or something or they're back in that hallway and wow. Yeah. The st- I, I feel like the film is a long film. But it is long, yeah. Yeah. But um, I felt like it was going to end like five, four, four different times. And then it just continued. <laughs> yeah. yeah it you plays back with, to another one. It plays with the audience like that. Like I think the first time it ends, you then realize it's like the movie within the universe where she's a film star. Yeah. And then there are the premiere, and that's the movie that's ending, right? Yeah. Because it even says, like, directed by the Daniels, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so let's do this thing. Um, the, this, the, let me find it. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at each frame and we're going to take turns just given a very short, quick description of what we see. <laughs> All right? Okay. So let me find where it actually goes. And I reckon these are real Craigslist pictures. I wouldn't doubt it, man, yeah. honestly. Um, <laughs> Yum B.O. Walmart. And then two dollar symbols. It says, I caught you trying deodorant on aisle nine. Could smell you after you ran away. <laughs> Nothing to be embarrassed of. I lose the stank, baby, hit my line. I take lunch break at Panera table by the door. Wear your best. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. Weird. <laughs> you want to read that one out? Seeking vengeful woman. Hoping to find a spiteful woman to spend a miserable year with who will crash my car and leave me with a lawyer, mortgage, and emotional scarring. 
That's it. That's the one. So this is this is the one frame that I was going through it all, and I thought Nicola's going to love this. So would you like to describe it, Nicola? What is that? So it's like the it's like the YouTube thumbnail of a video, uh, and you see the thumbnail, and it's Michelle Yeoh has a timestamp. Well, not a timestamp, but the the time of the the duration of the video, which is twelve minutes fourteen seconds. It's in the in the thumbnail. It's Michelle Yeoh's face. To the left of her, it looks like a like the eye from like the dollar bill, I guess. And to the right, it's also like the the inverted pyramid with the eye, and the I don't know if it's a compass, but it's like the Masonic symbol. Mm-hmm. And in the bottom, in the description of the video, it says Illuminati symbols hidden in Hollywood films for one frame. <laughs> <laughs> and the name is Truth Seeker twelve fourteen. So you see the repetition of numbers. Truth yeah. Seeker twelve fourteen twelve views fourteen years ago. Total duration, 12 minutes and 14 seconds. So, 12, 14. <laughs> so is there a, like a... What happens at 12, 14? In this film, at 12, 14... Wait, what do you mean at 12, 14? At 12 minutes and 14 seconds of the film. What happens at 12 minutes and 14 seconds of the film? No, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Are you serious? Dude. Are you serious? I haven't checked, but let's have a look now. Maybe there's nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought you checked. I was going to say, holy shit, dude. <laughs> let's have a look at 12, 14, 3, 4, 8. Could you imagine? 12, 13. Mm. It's the first title screen where it says part one, everything. And she's sat there and her dad's like eating noodles next to her. And she's sat there doing taxes at home. Not significant, really. What do you think? Wait, but just just go back there for a second. You kind of think it's significant now, don't you? Because it it's the title. I mean, uh, by what you mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised, and and I would give him like way more props than they already are, are owed. But I wouldn't be surprised if they actually put like Masonic symbols in like the in the image if you look closely. Yeah, and just made like a very, I mean, such a quick reference to like devoted viewers, you know. But. Uh, it is a busy... It's a very busy picture, frame, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't... Uh, maybe. Anyway, I mean, I think you can have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Do you know what this reminds me of? Um, I did... What did I? What film did I do this with? I had to download it and look at each frame. It's not like a Wes Anderson movie, right? We didn't podcast a Wes Anderson movie. No. It would be a good one to do. Uh, well, Wes Anderson's films would be good to frame by frame check. Who was the director? I don't know. <laughs> Let me check. Don't look. Close your eyes. I wonder if you know the director. You probably do. All right. Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. What? Yeah. We made a podcast of a film who has those three directors? Uh-huh. You can look now. Aquafina? No, 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 no. That's, that's what we were. That's what I had open. I closed the tab. What? It's animated. Oh, it, ah, Spider Verse. Yeah. It had three directors. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's one you can definitely just enjoy yeah. frame by frame. No, the animation is fucking beautiful, man. Yeah. So, yeah. All like hand drawn. Well, we've, we've, we've talked about it. I love that film. I might watch it again soon. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Watch it. <laughs> um, watch it frame by frame if you can be bothered. There's a, you can have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, next, what we're gonna do? Uh, unless we're we're skipping it, 
Um, I guess it would be the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, and we'll find t- <laughs> we'll find some time to watch that soon. Yeah, I keep yeah. I keep saying I'm gonna watch it, and then I find something else to do. But um, yeah, gonna watch it, and that's the next one we're gonna do. Cool. All right. Is there anything else you wanna mention? No, just uh, watch it in theaters if you if you can, guys, and then and then watch as many times as you as you want uh, at home. Yeah, but if after, you can, theaters after downloading it. Legally, yeah. They're purchasing the DVDs. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, that's us. Uh, Cheers. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Bye.